This podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Nexus Recruitment Group, official Bristol City Football Club short sponsors. There is a company or brand within the group that can assist all recruitment needs across any industry to suit any budget. Head over to nexus-resources.k.uk for more information. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. We're back after the, the midweek interview with Cam Pring, which has gone down really well. Thanks again to Bristol City and to Cam Pring for coming on um, and talking about his two-year deal, as well as his background. So uh, Matt's with me as always. Matt, did you uh, enjoy that chat with Cam? Yeah, I did. What a, much like Tommy Conway, but what a great lad, wasn't it? And uh, it was good to see his reaction to Mr. Poole. Um, on the video in uh, yeah with Brian Tinian as well so no it was really really good and I'm really pleased for him as well I loved the fact that he called him Mr Paul yeah you know brilliant, when it? you've got when you've got teachers um that you know that we were in school with you probably still would call them well, that it's, wouldn't it's, you it's funny I'm friends on Facebook with my old year head um and he will quite often comment birthdays and stuff and I always go back and say oh thanks Mr Wolf and uh he sent Mr. me a Wolf. Note last, Mr Wolf yeah <laughs> and he sent me a note last last year saying I think we're old enough now that you don't need to call me Mr. anymore. It's John oh, is fine. Brilliant. No. <laughs> but there's still a bit of me that wants to call him Mr. So, yeah. Yeah, just call him what you want. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that was great. So if you haven't listened to that, please do go back and have a listen. We also spent the first 10 minutes talking uh, through the Millwall and QPR games. Um, but uh, today's podcast is about the Fulham FA Cup game. Um, so we're going to start off with our thoughts on the starting lineup. Then we've got a guest who's going to join us uh, to talk about a, a charity event that he is running later in the year and how people can get involved and get behind that. Um, and then we'll have our post-match reaction uh, to the game. So today is Friday, and we're just going to talk about the game tomorrow, Matt. So I, I think he will go Bentley in goal. Oh, um, okay. Because I think Max, having played the last couple of league games, I think it's a bit of a role reversal almost it, to, to keep Dan Bentley sweet. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't surprise me if he kept with Max, but I, I think he would go with Dan, and I think I would do the same. I think, I think Viner definitely. Um, I wouldn't go Callas because um, I think he should be rested um, and he's just important to us. But right. again, Atkinson. You know, so I'd probably go Atkinson, yeah. Um, I would probably still go with the three. So it's then, um, who else do you play there really? So what Well, as you said to Cam right? the other day, he did well on the left of the yeah, three. Yeah, I, actually Cam would be my choice out of him and Riley. I thought Riley struggled a little bit last week and I wouldn't necessarily chuck him straight in mm. um, from that point of view. So they, they would be the three. Right hand side again, we're, we're very limited, so I think you've probably got to go um, Alex Scott in that that wing back role at the moment. Um, I don't know what other options he's got there really. Maybe Danny Simpson, but he's been so far mm. out of the equation. I don't see that happening. He's not a right wing back either, is he? No, he's not. No, he hasn't got the legs, has he? Um, so I would probably go Alex, and then on the left hand side, I'd probably go um, Jay De Silva and give Jay De Silva some game time. Um, okay. because we've not seen enough of him of late. Not Bell coming back in? Or is he more of a front three, left of the front three, do you think? Yeah, I think he's more of a forward-minded option. Um, but, you know, again, you just you just don't know. From a, a middle three, um, Tyreek I would, but again, he's been nowhere near it from what we've seen the last few weeks. So that would be mm. um, a big call. Andy King would come in um, yeah. because of... 
um, missing the games yeah and I think I'd still go even though I've said about Thomas Callis I'd probably still go Matty James because he'd missed a number of games um, if he's fully fit then again I might have him in there for experience um, this is what I think he would not necessarily what I would play um, right, okay. I think I would still look to um, try and keep it very similar to what we had last week if I'm honest with you All right. Um, but he won't but I think that's what he'd go with Joe Williams might come into that if Joe's now back fully fit then maybe give Joe a half Mm-hmm. Um, 60 minutes so I might you know out of, the, out of the option if Joe is available I'd go Joe rather than Matty um, and then rest Matt and then what have we got the two up top um, I went Wells and Conway Chris Martin's rested so I think you I think you'd go Chris Martin um, I would go Wells and Conway but I think you would go Chris Martin because he hadn't played okay interesting but they, they, again it, it's, it was interesting listening to him and I don't know if you've read the article today from James Piercy about the Casey Palmer situation Casey seemingly has been Nowhere near it again, and and if you read that article, at some point it's trained with the under twenty threes. Now they're talking about potentially him coming into the squad tomorrow, and obviously you've got him. I think you had him in your starting lineup, didn't you? Not Casey Palmer, no. Oh, yeah, right. You had Wells. I was thinking of. Um, but you know, is is Casey going to come back anywhere near it? Who knows? So <laughs> it would be a strange one if he did, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, um, it's not, I mean, I, I did listen to the to the whole Casey Palmer. Casey Palmer, he got me on the on the mind now. The yeah. whole Nigel Pearson interview, which um, with the media, and yeah. yeah, he didn't really give anything away, but he was obviously asked about Casey Palmer yeah. and about Jada Silva and about Louis Britton. Louis Britton's training in the under twenty threes, um, but yeah, he didn't really give anything away. But he said he could be in the team. He could yeah, might not be he, in the team. He could be in the squad or whatever. And and I think it's funny, isn't it? I, I like the fact that Nigel Pearson doesn't just give kind of clickbait to a certain extent. Mm. And I'm not going to tell you that we're in for this player or this player is being transferred until it happens. Yeah, you'll know when and, you need to know. Exactly. Cause, <laughs> and, and, you know, as, as a fan, you kind of, you do want to know that you're interested in players and stuff, but very rarely do they come off anyway. So actually... Only knowing when something happens is probably the better way, anyway, isn't it? But yeah, and I, um, it, I get a bit fed up with all the rumours that fly around, particularly yeah. in the summer. It's sort of you know we're going to sign well, you, this person, or you, you've been linked you to that the person. Tweet the other, you put the tweet the other day, didn't you, about the um, Eddie and Katia? So yeah. here we go again. And <laughs> I think we're um, we're so far removed from that now, but uh, yeah, yeah exactly. it's yeah. But you know, Nigel Pearson sort of came out and said out of the two games the league game is the one he would want to win or yeah, if he, he could only win one, mm. obviously he wants to win both. Yeah. Um, and a couple of times he sort of said, you know, it's not like we've got lots of options to make changes, but actually you've called quite a few out there that he could make if he wanted to give players a, a run. But I, I don't know how close and what benefit does it give, given say Sam yeah. Bell, Tommy Conway, a game 60 minutes 70 minutes if they're not going to be anywhere near it in the, the coming weeks you know it's a bit well obviously bell's come back from from loan conway's been on the bench for the last four games i think yeah. now um and obviously you've got your 37 conway on the back of your shirt so you tommy would be score. the absolutely and tommy would be the one that i i would i wouldn't sam if sam was considered needing to go out on loan much like riley i don't know what's changed with that he's not played enough it it grimsby and scored the goals that would then warrant him coming back into the team. So, for me, I think you know you you go with the more tried and tested, in, and that would be you know the, the likes of 
um, Casey coming yeah. back into it. Or so yeah, well, so it, many it, options, and, and and Nigel sort of intimated that he wouldn't be making a wholesale changes. Yeah, he did. He yeah. Sort of said four or five, didn't yeah. he? So um, yeah, there's plenty of options. Whether he tries a different formation or tries people in slightly different positions to experiment a little bit. But yeah. equally, you don't want to get absolutely turned over, do you? No, you don't. And there's also, if if the club are um, open to offers, shall we say, for the likes of Casey and Jada Silva, do you want a cup tie them? Or play them? Or injure yeah, them? Yeah, you know, because that, well, yeah, both, both, those, both those scenarios. So if, you know, I don't think it's rumour, I think it's pretty clear cut that sides are interested in Casey Palmer. Why would you run the risk? Um, okay. Similarly with Jay, isn't it? So... Uh, oh. it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see the team that he picks. I thought what was also um, a really good point that, that came out is that actually you probably would have expected Fulham not to fill that strong a team or not not a first choice because they've not played for a few weeks because of COVID. They need games in their legs. So mm. actually they might want to play a stronger team to get the games for the league game the week after. So yeah, good point. that's going to be interesting. So it could, it could be rel- two relatively strong sides. Yeah. Okay. Well, time will tell on the starting yeah. lineup, and it's the it's the third round of the FA Cup. Uh, it's it is a great competition. It's it's had a bit of a battering in recent years, but I think it's uh, as Nigel said, it seems to have um, been at the forefront of 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 Premier League teams' minds and also Championship teams' minds going forward. Um, but for us, the league is is the priority. You can't you can't deny that. Um, right. So. We're going to come on to a guest now. So uh, we uh, we like to support charity on this podcast. We we raised a lot of money for Children's Hospice Southwest back in May with a charity football match that was uh, hosted by the Nexus Group and Tour Life. So uh, so we've got uh, Chris on the podcast with us today. Who's going to talk about something that he's planning in July? Chris, how are you, sir? Yes, not too bad. Thanks, Patch. Thank you, Matt, for letting me come on today. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. So. Your challenge is a 24-hour football match. Uh, that just makes me feel tired in the legs and in the head. So um, just tell us about the, the background and where the idea came from for the concept of a 24-hour football match, first of all. Okay, well, I suppose it goes back, um, probably goes back a couple of years now when I, I, I started up a company called um, Who's This Guy? Uh, and it's, it's a company based on fitness, mental health, um, and trying to kind of change who you are to be kind of a, a, a better, healthier you. Um, and part of that, what I wanted to do was raise a bit of money for some uh, mental health charities, but try and keep it quite local. So rather than going for these big kind of UK-wide um, companies, try and keep it very tight within the kind of community. Um, and then as maybe my company grows, we can, we can expand a bit, but for now, keep it close. So we've done a couple of charity events um, Previously, we did a 24-hour in the gym, so working out for 24 hours, um, which was fantastic. It was very difficult, but I had a lot of support from people coming in. Um, so throughout the midnight, we had friends come in, they were trained. We, we did spin classes, Zumba, um, and all sorts just to try and keep us going. Um, a lot of caffeine. I was going to say, how do you prepare for that? I mean, is it a lot of, like, pasta? Um, there was a lot of donuts. There was, <laughs> I was being fed donuts for twenty. Well, now I'm hours. interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it it was it was um it's one of those events I think that you can't really plan for. We had a few kind of classes like spin classes um booked in through some other PTs, um, but apart from that, it was kind of winging it just for right. twenty four hours. Um, 
but it worked time perfectly throughout the whole 24 hours i had about half an hour on my own um which was right at the start and then i had, had so much support from friends family coming in Brilliant. so moving on from that i wanted to do something that was a bit more of a team um event so about a year and a half ago we were going to do a what i called a lunge farm which is basically as a team hopefully a couple of teams we would lunge from bath all the way to bristol down the bristol and bath cycle track we had cyclists and runners go past us and cheer us on so as soon as we're getting near the end and we're getting a bit tired a bit shaky leg um you get somebody come through going we heard you on the radio and giving you that kind of bit of a boost um so that was the the We've done this like the solo event we've done a team event and when you're doing stuff like this you want to try and make things bigger and better mm. each year you want to try and make it something a bit more unique so around four or five months ago i did play in a charity match which was a mixed gender um and it's the first time i've played for probably about two years so i was a bit worried about my fitness <laughs> and funnily enough, i managed to last the whole game which i couldn't believe um and that was a kind of nail in the coffin i wanted to do this 24 hour charity event um so it's very much a case of asking a few people would you be interested could you help me set this up um and through a few kind of connections of people i know who know people who know people um we managed to kind of link up with bristol city um and they said that they would help support the event um so that's kind of how it started okay. and now it's now it's into the new year we're very much trying to push it a little bit trying to bring players in well, lots of questions from me. Matt, obviously, chip in, but uh, are you going to play the whole 24 hours? <laughs> well, well, I would love to yeah. give it a go um, because I'm probably very naive and stupid enough to think like a last 24 hours. <laughs> I guess you could just you could drift back into goal, I think, for, a, you know, half an hour here and there. You could Absolutely. play like you did in the charity game, mate. Yeah, what, drift, drift, drift from the front of the field all the way back to the yeah, back yeah, of the field. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a full-size, you're talking about a full-size 11 v 11 proper yes. pitch? Yeah, yeah, okay. so it's um it's actually going to be hosted down at the Imperial Sports Ground. Right, okay. Um, so in Brisington, so it's going to be on an all-weather pitch. Yeah. Um, there's floodlights, so we've we've tried to get well, the that's best. That's handy. Kind of, yeah, yeah, otherwise we'll be there with torches. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we've, we've got a very good... Um, good venue um they've been kind enough to allow us to have the have the pitch um Fair play. so that they're, they're they're one of our main sponsors for the event we have had a lot of sponsorship come in to set this up because running something this big is going to take a bit of money to, mm-hmm. to to get going um but yeah I would, I would love to i'd love to say i would play the whole 24 hours but with setting up such an event i also need to kind of try and be behind the scenes yeah and absolutely. absolutely meet people greet people and um yeah so I, I would do what I can, but I'm sure I'd need a rest every now and then. So, so in terms of in terms of players, how many how many have you got so far, and how many do you think you need? So we have we've just had a couple signed up today, actually. Now that we're pushing it, so the word's getting out there. Um, we've got ten players um, signed up and paid. So there is a sign on fee um, that will all go towards like the setup of the event, towards some refreshments. Um, and then any money that we've got left over will go into the the, the charity, charity part. Yeah. Um, so we've got ten so far, which so it's, we've almost got one side, which is okay. is, is a good start. But for um, but but for the whole twenty four hours, you need obviously more. So uh, how, how many would you ideally want? Because obviously you'll be rolling off roll off subs and things like that. Yeah. So I I think a minimum of thirty per side. Okay. Um, is a good start. I'd yeah. like to get around forty because 
Um, similar to when we did the Lundgren there's very different mixed abilities. There are people who are very fit and there's people who are not very fit, but there's people that want to get involved. So some people will only do want to do 45 minutes. Yeah. Heroic people would like to do four hours worth of running around with a football. So it's um, it's definitely kind of having that balance. Yeah. Um, but I would, like to, I would like to think 30 per side. Yeah. And obviously you'll be looking for some ex-professionals within that as well to to attract people to come down and and watch and things like that so you know if if anyone's listening who has got links to any ex or current premier league or bristol city bristol rovers then um i think the message is is to get in touch isn't it yeah absolutely we um so the the, the plan is to have a um because we're, we're going to be doing 45 minute halves just like you would a normal game with 15 minute breaks um, but then we're hoping to get a, a time slot, so maybe two halves where we have some ex-players, some current players. Um, maybe I'll message Cristiano and see if he's available. Yeah, I'm day. sure I'd be fine. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. It's yeah. off-season, so he should be resting. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're, um, we would look, we'd like to have like a, um, a couple of, well, an hour where we can advertise all these professionals are coming down. Um, yeah. I mean, if we can get celebrities, especially local celebrities, yeah. Um. To come down, it's it's something that will bring more people down to because yeah. it's and not like just. And then for that graveyard slot of like sort of twelve till six a.m., that's when you have the Rovers players playing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll chuck them in there. There's a Rovers fan as well. It's yeah. um. It's it's again mixed gender, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's yeah. um. It is mixed gender. Right. Um. The, the reason I kind of wanted to do that was because it's all linked with mental health. It's trying to. As, as much as there is a big push of kind of mental health within men, which yeah. myself and I know many other people who have suffered with, what I want to make sure is that it's not just pushed just, through, even to the men, it is yeah. women as well that do uh, suffer. Chris, that is health. such a really good point because I, I, I maybe us as men read and focus on it more, but you see a huge amount about men. And I, and I know, well, I, I don't know the exact figures, but the suicide rate in men from a certain age and stuff, you don't see as much about women and mental health. And obviously, the same applies. Um, so that's a, such a really good point. I'm really glad you said that. Yeah. And uh, the, whole, the whole kind of mental health thing is, is is very important. And it's, although it'd be lovely to raise thousands and thousands of pounds of money, it is just that kind of awareness of yeah. showing that these are these local kind of charities that are there to help. Yeah. Um, I, sadly, I, I, sadly, I've known a few people who have suffered to a point where they're no longer with us yeah. and maybe if they knew that these charities were around that could give a give them a bit of help yeah. maybe there'd be a different situation right now but um it, this is something that we're all working towards but yeah just pushing that is it doesn't matter what age gender mm. me- mental health Fitness, is yeah is around. everybody doesn't it yeah what is the charity um that you're actually raising money for chris so the the charity is called changes bristol um, so this is a charity that I've done all my um, events for to raise money for. Um, th- they seem like a very good company, a, a, a charity uh, organization. Now, when I went for my mental health, I I managed. I was lucky enough to kind of come through without having to use these um, resources. But seeing what they kind of do through the internet and speaking to some of the guys, I do feel that many people could benefit um, benefit from them. 
well, the awareness of getting yeah. the name changes Bristol out there for a start. I, I hadn't heard of them personally. Um, so that's going to be a, a big win to make them people aware that there are these resources available. Uh, so, yeah, that sounds absolutely great. Um, a few more questions then. So what are we looking for? Obviously, players is 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 paramount. Um, referees? Yeah, so I've... I, I did make a little list because I knew I'd uh, I knew I'd miss something out here. But um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we the, the main thing is players. We are we are looking for a, a huge amount of players to come forward uh, and just make everyone's lives easier by not having to play quite as much. We are mm-hmm. after referees. Um, so again, if any um, professional or um, ex-professional referees would like to come along and give us a give us a hand for a couple of hours. Um, Again, it would raise raise the profile by having like higher level um, yeah. uh, referees. But even if you um, if you enjoy football, you don't really like playing football, um, but you like to have an opinion, you want to come down, you want to run the line, wave a flag about. Please do get in contact because we are after as much help as possible. Um, Coaches, managers, yeah. So we've, we 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 got a couple of people lined up as um, <laughs> as managers. Uh, but obviously they won't be demanded the whole 24 hours. So again, if, if, if you've got the, um, if you're kind of a, a, a sofa fan and you don't play, but you like to have your say, you, you know, formations and you want to have make a few changes again, get in contact, come down on the day. And if you want to, to come to the, uh, the, the benches and just give us, uh, give us even water boys. We need, uh, we need the water brought onto the pitch yeah, every now yeah. and then, um, well, physios, like what Patch said as well, I guess you're going to need support with the physios and yeah, some yes. sort of medical, some sort of medical team. Yeah, definitely. So I, I, I did message a couple of um, kind of local physio um, places. I haven't added anything back yet, but hopefully these kind of chats will kind of re- again raise the profile. Well, we've um, got a, we've got a listener who is a physio, so hopefully, um, hopefully he might reach out um, and you know, and a ref, and a ref. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, well, there you go. So yeah. But there's lots, lots of needs um, for this to make it happen, and I think, I think, I think you're going to pull it off, Chris. To be honest, because uh, it's it's going to be something that is, I've not ever heard of anything done before like this, Matt. Have you? I did a 24-hour badminton um, thing back in the day, um, but no, not not football. And no not wonder your this, knees are knackered. Exactly, yeah, not to this scale. Um, no, it's incredible um, and fair play. Um, and apologies, you may have said it. And I'm so engrossed. But have you said the date and and when it is so that people are aware? Uh, yeah, not yet. So the the, the date oh, of the right, event right. is it's the twenty uh, third of July. So it, it will start on the Saturday, twenty um, third of July, twenty two. Uh, so it'll be kicking off at ten a.m. Um, in the morning, uh, and it will be we'll, we'll try and run it every forty five minutes. Um, so at eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, that will be the start of the next half. Um, so what we're also looking for is in between with this fifteen minutes. Um, we are looking at if there's any kind of dance schools, cheerleaders, um, if anyone likes to sing um, and got the equipment, they could come down and sing their lungs out or dance for uh, 10 minutes. It gets it gets their profile raised a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, again, tr- trying to keep it relatively local. Uh, my daughter's part of a, a ballet school just at the road, so I'm sure they'll be, they'll be able to come in and do a little bit of the show. Um, but just to try and mix it up a little bit and um, raise those spirits, which is uh, yeah. especially nearer the uh, nearer the end of the the event, it's definitely going to yeah. be needed. Well, absolutely, mate. So I think what would be really great is to have a visual, uh, a, a a poster, if you like, with 
all of the bullet points of all of the things you need, dancers, spectators, players, referees, medical, all of that. And then we'll plaster that all over our social media as well as yours. And we'll get this, get this going, but that's um, absolutely, you know, fantastic. How, how do you want people to get in contact with you that can fill some of those slots for you? Okay. So I've, um, I've got a website, um, I'm sure you'll probably link it onto your podcast, yeah. but it's who's this guy.net. Um, on there, I've got a link. It just says 24 hour football match that opens up an email. So you can send me an email. Um, you can tell me you want to be a player, manager, water boy, cheerleader, whatever, whatever it is you want to do. And then I will come back to you as quick as I can just to kind of go, yes, please. We need you. Um, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll try and sort it in and try and, nearer the time get a bit of a calendar together um to work out timings and and all sorts so that would be the best way to um to contact why Superb. yeah matt's uh matt's matt's a, a manager he'll be the one uh, i'm sure he'll do as a little stint as a manager but um thank you so much chris for sharing that with us and we'll track that over the next six seven months in terms of progress and uh we'll keep we'll keep crying out for for people to get involved but for now thank yeah. you so much chris for getting involved Thank you very much. Great work, and, Chris. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, we'll be back after the break with our reaction to the Bristol City versus Fulham FA Cup match. Thanks for joining us. Three peeps in the podcast. Okay, so it's post-match now of the Bristol City versus Fulham FA Cup game. And the FA Cup began and ended for Bristol City today in what was for me an entertaining nil-nil um, for the lion's share of the game until a freak goal from Fulham ruined a spirited display at Dan Pashton Gate, where we finished the game with a higher possession percentage than the opposition for what feels like the first time in quite a while. Um, Matt is with me as always. You were um, still isolating, Matt, so um, you managed to watch it on, I think it's on Bet365 for anyone who's got an account there. So um, you managed to watch it on there. And uh, your your thoughts on the game? Um, I actually thought it was our best performance of the season from from a a complete performance in terms of um, desire, attitude, quality um, through through the majority of the pitch. Although I think finishing-wise, we we sort of missed out. But, you know, I've listened to Thomas Callas afterwards and, and one of the first things he said was exactly that. He felt it was our most... Um, sort of controlled game of the season and, and against a very good side in you know when they're bringing on Mitrovic Wilson and Kearney who are arguably three of the best players in this in this division um, it's not really a surprise is it that they, they run out winners but I, I didn't think we deserved to be on the losing end there I thought it was a, a good performance yeah and for me it almost felt like uh, it, the, the players went in with a different mindset to they usually do they felt a little bit more relaxed a little bit more adventurous um, and I felt like that as a fan, and it must have trickled through to them as well. Yeah, but I think you, you're going to get that with the likes of Ben Arous, um coming into the side. They, they, it just shows no fear, and he, and he will do stuff on the ball. Um, we'll talk about campering, and, and, and I'll make it straight from, from the off. Um, the fact that we had campering on the the show... Um, Spurred him on. It was is a is a coincidence in terms of then the performance and the rating that he's going to get because it was just an absolute top draw performance from him. Yeah. Um, but I, but I think it was it was a case from the majority of the players today. There were a few that I still felt didn't do enough, but um, the most and even the subs that came on for a period of time did did actually uh, contribute towards it. Yeah. And it was an entertaining game. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, fantastic. Um, 
our guest today is going to take care of the next segment, which is his segment of Lee's three words. And I had to get him on because I couldn't sort of pronounce or <laughs> knew the, know the meaning of one of these words. So, um, Lee Williams, over to you, sir. Evening, gents. Thanks Evening. for uh, having me on again. Um, you've, uh, yeah, I thought I'd put it on there to test you, and you've, uh, you've really stitched me up, haven't you? So, uh, my three words were prim. I'm sure we'll get to uh, to, to come later on. Uh, Prifligate, which means wasteful. Very wasteful. You can guess. Uh, you can guess where. And uh, what, what was my third one? Uh, progress. Yeah. I think I've used that one before, but I'm continuing to see progress, um, especially over the last three matches. It's, um, I don't. I don't know. Don't know what happened, but you know what was it? The QPR game. We just came out, decided to play a completely different approach of wanting to pass the ball more and seeing what to retain possession in line with what I think Nigel said in a couple of pre-match press conferences. And the last three matches have just been so much more enjoyable to watch even if you don't quite get the result on the end of it you know it's uh there are promising signs there for sure yeah absolutely do, agree do you think lee the 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 way we're playing stems from the back with max o'leary and the fact that we've not gone long as much and i don't i don't know if bentley was told to play like that or if it was a dan bentley thing but i do genuinely feel with max that he looks to try and play it short and even the balls that he plays are played more to the wings and for yeah. a player to control, then it, I mean, might instead that to win a fair few today. But yeah, do you think that that's part of it? Yeah, I think um, I was having this conversation uh, between Christmas and New Year. I was away the same as Patch and watched uh, one of the games. And, and, and I was saying that, especially in the um, in the QPR games, that was the one I watched uh, on the screen. He was playing and and in the, um, in the Millwall game, he used to come out and play really high as well and join in. Yeah. And I think for me, and I don't know if it's the case, but I can certainly um, Bentley and Callas on a number of occasions down the gate where I sit. You can see Callas wanting the ball, and Bentley kind of chews him away after a bit. And says we're going along, and you can see the frustration on Callas's face because he's thinking, "Well, I'm backing myself to give me the ball, and I'm backing myself." You know, yeah. I'm sure with Atkinson there. So um, I was surprised to not see Bentley back in today on a little bit of a rotation, and I think it yeah, I was yeah. It kind of says to me that I think that O'Leary's got the shirt, and and that's how Noyes does it, doesn't he? He says if you've yeah. got the shirt and you're playing well enough, you keep it. And I think O'Leary is, and I think he's much more comfortable with the ball at his feet. I don't think Bentley is. I know he can ping a ball, but I don't think he's particularly comfortable with playing that pass out. You know, that twenty yard pass, maybe. I think he's yeah. less comfortable with doing that, and I think it is definitely contributing to a bit of a bit of confidence in that. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And Max certainly took his chance again today. Uh, let's come on to the starting lineup. So Matt and I deliberated uh, the starting lineup um, for uh, five to ten minutes y uh, yesterday, and uh, went with Max O'Leary in goal. And as we've just discussed, that was a uh, up for up for debate. But the back three of Callas, Atkinson, and Pring, Matt. Um, you you said about Callas maybe having a rest today. Um, because it is a cup game and giving someone else an opportunity, but uh, he he went with him in the end. Yeah, and I, and I guess it's it's that experience and knowing what he's. I mean, he's been right out there as our consistent performer this season. Um, I was glad that he went with with Cam as a, a left at the centre back because I thought he was superb when he came on. I think it was in the Millwall game or when he switched. Sorry, in the Millwall game. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I would have rested Callas because of how good he's been for us. But I understand why Nige didn't, um, and it proved to be the right call, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Across the 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 middle four, um, Alex Scott, 
which you called Masengo and King, um, and sticking with Calamo Dauda on the left with Benarus just in front of the four, Naki Wells and Chris Martin up top. Uh, yeah. we, we we expected um, and we're hoping for a, a Tommy Conway start. However, obviously, we, we'll come on to the fact you did get um, a good half an hour. But uh, Lee, your thoughts on that starting lineup? Was there any big surprises there for you? Um, not hugely. And I had a chat with my my lab that in Ross today and I'd speak to him when he came back because tickets for him were only five or six quid on the day. So they were even a pain, pain more. And I know that's been talked about quite a lot on the, on the fan forums. But um, my, my thoughts are probably on the back three about Viner. And I'm actually wondering whether, was Viner rested or was Viner dropped? Because, you know, he's been a bit average with his distribution. I thought he looked brilliant in the back three today. I thought Atkinson yeah. looked back to where he was playing at the start of the season. Yep. Um, and he's happy in that middle bit. Carlos has been fantastic. So there wasn't um, there wasn't a huge amount of surprise, if I'm honest, because I think as Nigel talks about as well, we've got we have got a small squad, generally speaking. You know, there's um, initially really we're going to start with Jay De Silva and a you know and a Casey Palmer and those ones that are that are on the fringes. I wasn't expecting a, a, a huge amount of change, and I think um, I think Nigel's trying to get a bit of consistency. And I think the players are looking comfortable the way that they're playing. Yeah, I think it's the first time that Andy Vyman's not started a, a game for us. I'm, I'm led In to believe. While, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Matt, a couple of surprises for me were probably on the bench with Casey Palmer coming in, Jada Silva coming in, no Backinson or Tyler or Williams or James. Uh, yeah, so so Backinson is COVID. Um, Nigel Pearson's come out and said that, that he, okay. he tested positive. He's back training. I think you said he trained today, but but that was why he wasn't there. Um I was surprised at Palmer, but but only probably um, I would have been, I should say, surprised with Palmer. But I think Pearson gave a bit of a hint that he might feature. Um, Jada Silva has still been in around it, so again, not not that much of a surprise. Matty James probably rested, in, and I think he's still been playing a little bit through through the pain. The the one for me, he, he does a job for us, Alex Scott. Um, and I really, really rate him, but I just don't think we're getting the best out of him there. I don't know whether Viner could have played that role today or if there was another option. Obviously, later on in the game, I think Jay De Silva sort of played there. But mm. yeah, I, I, I wasn't overly surprised um, with, with the bench that we went with. Um, what do you th- yeah. What, what did you think, Lee, about having two keepers on the bench? Yeah. It's, a, it's a bit of a strange one, given that there must have been another outfield player available to, to take that role. Yeah, but I guess I guess what Nigel was probably looking at was um, would would he have used them? So put if you take Wiles, uh, if you take Wiles Richards off and you put Matty James on there and yeah. you've got a hand Noah injured, then are you just going to bring Andy Boyman on or bring another one on in the middle anyway? So I don't need him on there. You don't ever know how the game's going to go. It wouldn't have surprised me with five subs that, that you can make in in the FA Cup. Let's just say City were three 0 up or three 0 down in the games. Then he might have brought Wales Richards on for the last twenty minutes for, and that was probably while he was on there. But he wanted to keep Bentley on because if Max O'Leary gets injured after ten minutes, you don't necessarily want to make the change when the game's still there. So that's probably where okay. what, what I was thinking of seeing him on there. Okay, cool. Right, let's get into the minutes then. Uh, second minute, great strength from Benarus to thread in Wells, but he's offside. Then Fulham at sixes and sevens defensively. And uh, they give away a, an opportunity for Callas um, for a Callas throw-in. Now, uh, just touch on that very briefly, Matt. So I saw some analysis 
on Twitter yesterday mm. about Kalas's 69 throw-ins so far. Um, and this that was his 70th. Uh, but did you, what did you think of that uh, that tweet? So I saw the tweet. I'll be honest to say I didn't look at the detail of the analysis. So I don't know if you boys actually did. But I mean, he I've, looks I've, like he did. Did it? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've made it clear. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a fan of it throughout the game. I think there are moments for it, um, but I think sometimes it gets over overutilized. Um, and actually, with Callas being one of our best headers of the ball, you don't really want him taking it, and then also having to put the legs back in. To, to get back defensively. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's still not a ploy that I particularly like and I don't think we've seen huge amounts of success with it. So, Yeah, I, I, I haven't looked at the analysis, but I know I know Matt's feelings on it, which is why... Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. So, so I've probably got a different view to Matt. Um, in fact, I've probably got totally opposite view. My, my view is that um, where I don't think we're effective enough with it is we, we're not... We didn't play off the second ball a lot, whether that's a clearance or because for me it's an opportunity to put the ball in the box. And if yeah. you go short and you play around, you, you play about it. And I happened a couple of times today with our short corner routines where they just didn't work. Yeah. And yeah. we haven't put the ball in the box. Now people will quite rightly go, well, what you know, they've all gone up and we haven't got the ball in the box. But when you're there, you are trying to get the ball. It could be a mistake, it can skim off a head on it. And I know we might not have. Um, you know, scored many goals from it, but I'd imagine you know it'd be interesting to know percentage-wise how many chances we've created. You know, yeah, two goals, two goals in sixty-nine. But yeah, um, but it's chances versus the crosses. You know, because sometimes yeah. if you go short with the throwing in that area, does the ball actually end up in the box and create a chance? No, yeah. you probably it's... back out and you recycle it and you forget about the position. So I kind yeah. of get that it's frustrating. It's not quite Rory Delap, but I think that maybe with a bit more. Um, subtlety around how we're doing it and perhaps uh, an awareness of like you know that that second ball a little bit more seems to drop on the edge of the boxes the clearances and we don't there's always seems to be a big gap between between that you know what what surprises me with it a lot of the time as well is the amount of times that the keeper is able to come for it Mm. not so much today but we don't seem to be alive to the fact of stick someone so that he can't come running through Um, I'll be honest to say when when I coached youth football we had a lad that could throw the ball and I'll name check him, Jack Searle. He could throw it to the back post. It was absolutely fantastic. And as much as I hate it, we used to utilise it. And I always remember playing, and I'll name check him, Dave Sainsbury. We played Keynesham. And at one game, we were winning three or four, which was unusual because Dave normally had the hoodoo over us. And Dave said to me, you know, this, this isn't football. What we what we play in? A, a throw-in competition. I said, well, we're winning that as well, aren't we? So, um, But, I, you know, I, I'm kind of a bit too, too faced really because I hated it. But it was a tactic we could use because he could really do it. And it's just not something I enjoy to watch, to be fair. So to, to credit to Dave, he was right, really. I didn't well, enjoy doing it. The, the best throw-in he did was late, later in the game in the second half. And it actually mm. landed in the on, on in line with the penalty spot and that no yeah. one was there, which yeah. is so frustrating. Um, right, moving on from throw-ins. Into the 10th minute, it was a ball out wide and Wells did really well to engineer a pass to Martin via an overhead kick, almost. Um, gives it to Martin out wide. It finds its way back to Wells and the cross to Scott is a touch heavy, but it was a great move, Matt, and a, and a first opportunity, really. Yeah, it was almost a bit of a, a breakdancing move from uh, from Naki Wells when he was on the ground in, and sort of played it into to Martin. And, and yeah, it was sl- slightly over here. Um, and I think Joe Bryan 
um, nodded it out. Um, and we'll talk about Joe Bryan and Bobby Reed um, a bit we'll later on. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, he was, he was a little bit unlucky, but Scott had made good space. And that's the one thing Scott does do from that role. He will get into the box and, and look to, you know, be there for those crosses. So, but yeah, it was, it was a good move. And I was I was a bit critical of Naki Wells um, at halftime. And actually looking back, he did have quite a contribution. So yeah, that was, yeah. That was a good move. Couple of minutes later, Lee, it's a it's a free kick on the edge of the box. Wells takes this on the actually right on the twenty-two yard line, which was still there marked out from the rugby last night. Um, and it was good, but it was it was just over. But um, we had a couple of free kicks today, and we'll come on to a couple more in a minute. But uh, your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it was it was a good strike, and I actually I think from that kind of distance, um, he, he's a good option. Naki, he's he's got a record of hitting the target and scoring and. They're making the keeper work on it and was just a little bit over the top. I'm not as big a fan when it's a little bit closer. I don't mm. think he's quite got it there and, it, and normally kind of uh, pulls rank. But what was interesting was there were a number of options on that pitch, weren't there? They all were kind of like to win it, yeah. you know, and even, and as we've said before, which I like to see, you know, the young boys backing themselves. Ben Aroos was stood over, over mm. for a bit thinking I want yeah. it and he scored a couple of crackers for the 18s and the 23s um, that we've seen over the last few seasons. So, yeah, yeah un- unlucky and, uh, you know, it was it was a decent effort. We commented, Matt, on Alex Scott's first performance. I think first game for us, maybe even his second and third, that he was there wanting yeah. to take it all, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And and like Lee said, with 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 Iman Scotty does the same, um, and has done sort of through the the academies in and the the eighteens, twenty threes. He he believes in his ability, and and it's it's testament that even the last few games, he's the one been on the dead balls over Matty James. So I don't think it's always been. Um, the quality he'd expect himself but again that's what you want you want that confidence and and you know I've, I think Ben Aroos, um can can take a free kick so it gives us a couple of options now yeah 15th minute um booze ring out around Ashton Gate um as Brian Joe Brian gets the cross in to Bobby Reed who heads over now I, I, there's no place for me uh, for booing two local lads that are club legends let's face it um and I was quite upset about that and uh, you know at the end of the game I, I think Joe Bryan saw through it because at the end of the game he walked around gave a round of applause and took a round of applause and gave one to the fans and actually gave his shirt to uh, to someone in the Lansdowne stand but uh, I know your views Matt and we'll come on to it in a second but Lee can I just get your thoughts on on how how those yeah. guys were treated today I, I just <laughs> I've got to be careful what I say, so I had a Twitter spat in the week about handling things over the few times as well. And you sort of kind of see, for me, just the kind of ignorance that, that you do. And I'm not saying you have to accept it, but you, you, you know, it's a fact of life. It's what exists at the um, at football grounds. Um, and, 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 and that's what it is. It's, there's a lot of people at football grounds that are like sheep. So if someone starts booing and, you know, the others follow follow the person. Absolutely no reason to to boo those two players, as you said. Two local lads through the academy who have done well, who moved on from the club when, you know, let's be honest, the club couldn't match the way and, and the ability that those two guys had, you know? Yeah. That was it. So, for example, Bobby Reed. Uh, and I know he went to Cardiff, local rival, um, but his wages were, uh, I, I'm led to believe, between five to six times his wages that he was on at Bristol City and they were in the Premier League, Matt. Exactly. That's, that's the key thing for me. And and I, I've had a bit of a, a Twitter spat with a couple of lads today. And I think it's probably, it is younger fans. You know, I've, I've got the advantage of being 
50 years of age and you know maybe when I was younger I might have done something similar I like to think I wouldn't do but it's forgetting where they come from one one guy came back to me today and said that Bobby Reed had one excellent season um and that was it and went to our rivals um and every right to be booed no the the lad went and played in the Premier League after serving us well and willing to go out on loan and loan and loan um, and then came back in, and when he was played in a position that he felt suited him, he did well for us. So it's just not for me, and and I've never done it, even for players I've not particularly liked when they've been in the city ground. Um, but when you think of some of the players that have come back and get rounds of applause, two of our own to get booed, I just find um, yeah. just not acceptable. But but as I say, you know, I'm, I've. I'm of an age where I kind of yeah. recognise that the youngsters probably and don't. As we've said before, everyone pays their money. Um, yeah. They can have their yeah. opinion. Uh, yeah. 20th minute, Masengo wins a free kick after a poor pass out from Fulham and Martin shoots on target, but it's no real test for the keeper. But Lee, we're getting the shots in um, and getting a few sighters in early doors. Yeah, and I think it was just representative of how we played the last couple of games. But that's what I was saying. I just think that we're, we were, we've been less direct. Um and we 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 seem to have a bit more movement, a bit more confidence in the team. People wanting the ball more, and it's and it and you naturally start to create those spaces and those opportunities because people are moving. They're not standing still and ball watching. They're shifting the opposition about, and 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 it creates those chances. It's it's been, as I say, really just almost a, a Christmas present this afternoon. Mm. It's such a, the team started playing different. It's been enjoyable to watch. Yeah. A couple of minutes later, Benaru sprays a 40-yard pass out to Calamo Dauda, who uh, gets to the ball. It's almost going to go out, but he manages to get to it. Wins a corner. Um, from this corner, Scott, whether he meant it or not, almost scores, Matt. It was a, a curling uh, right-footed corner, and it almost beat the keeper. Yeah, under the bar, and the keeper has to push it over, didn't he? Yeah, it, yeah, it was a good move, and, and we were on top um, completely at that stage. I think I tweeted through, I think at 20 minutes, we had 75% possession, which against a team in the championship that are renowned for keeping the ball and playing the ball, um, you know, quality players, I thought was outstanding. Um, and that really was a good delivery from Scotty, yeah. Yeah, 25th minute, two more corners uh, for Alex Scott, then a forward run from Callas, which feeds it, he feeds it out wide to Martin. The cross finds Masengo on the edge of the box, who unleashes a dipping shot, which uh, which was one that looked like it was going well over, but it dipped at the last minute and almost went in, uh, Lee. Yeah, it did, and, um, and, and he had a couple of other shots today, and my kind of uh, Twitter spat in the week was around, you know, the... the, the uh, the offensive side of Hanno's game, following his first sort of uh, official assist last week, and it, and you can see he's desperate to score, can't you? You can, I yeah. think, you know, and, and, and he's getting in there, and it and it will come soon. And when it does, the place is going to go absolutely yeah. easy. That's for sure. It, it wasn't lucky. It was great technique um, on his wrong foot, in inverted commas, and uh, on a, on another day maybe it would have uh, dipped. But as as Matt said, and, and you just said, the the pressure was there. There was one team minute, and I was kind of checking against Fulham's down to see how many changes have they made and it wasn't a huge amount you know it wouldn't mm. have uh, necessitated that change in uh, sort of possession that you would have expected and the dominance that we were showing at that stage we just needed to get that ball uh, I think we didn't I guess there's one thing with Fulham I don't think they've played a lot because of Covid so you, you probably yeah. have to play into the fact as well that they've not had a lot of football so that that probably comes in as well to, yeah. to give them some credit but I think that detracts probably from, from the way we were playing 
Yeah. 29th minute, Matt. Reed, Bobby Reed is through um, on the right hand side. Um, Max positions himself really well at the near post and almost forces Bobby to try and tuck inside the near post and the shot goes wide. But uh, er- early indications, Matt, that Max is really comfortable in his in his boots. What I thought you could tell today, um, and admittedly I wasn't at the ground, as I say, I'm just listening to it on the TV, so I don't know if I had the better um, vantage point from an audio or not. You could hear him talking all the way through. Corners, especially, he was telling players where he wanted them to go. Um, and I thought it was just a really, really strong performance from Max today. Um, you know, Lee sort of talked about his distribution, which was excellent again. Um, that that move there, I thought the I, I think if it's the one I'm thinking of, had Noah let a runner go, we'd lost the ball, um, and and Reed probably should have done better. But you know, Max got got his angle spot on, didn't he? So yeah, a lot of um, you know, we said at the very start that that we'd gone in early doors and said Cam's probably going to be our man of the match, but uh, and a lot of what we what he did today, which was great, might not actually make the notes, but mm. on the 30th minute, he was so cool under pressure and you skill with both feet to play out from the back. I don't know if Lee, you pick up on that, but uh, he sort of flicked it from one foot to the other and took a man on and, and played out from the back really well. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 there, there were a couple of occasions during the match where I thought his, his feet were good. And I think that, you know, we'll, we'll probably pick up it, pick on it a little bit, bit later on. Obviously you, the, the the bonus podcast of his interview yesterday and he just looked like a looked like a player that's got his contract and now he feels like not that he hasn't got anything to prove because I don't think he's that type of guy that really came across that he wants to push on. It boosted but, his, it seemed to boost him, boost him in confidence. confidence. I belong here. I've earned my spot in the team. I know I've got to carry on working hard to stay here. And the performance today was just absolutely yeah. fantastic. I was super pleased for him. And he talked about scoring that goal and, and he went through in a second half and I don't talk about it. I, mean, oh, yeah. I know. I, I know. But I was just thinking, oh, I was just thinking to the interview and I was thinking, yeah. God, it's almost uh, a prophecy, you know? That was going to be a great little video trailer that I could have put together for that. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, it wasn't to be. But... Um... But Matt, into the 39th minute, Wells through ball to Martin, who is who still has plenty of yards to travel. Um, and he again forces a save from the keeper. And that's one where you you almost think a defender might get in and get a tackle in. But fair play to Chris Martin. He gets a shot away. Is that the one where he went through, in effect, one-on-one, but the defender yeah. was behind? Yeah, I, I've got to be honest with you, Patch. I think that's where his pace just lets him down. Um I think if that's Semenya or Andy Weiman, they're probably 10 yards clear, are able to to go across the keeper. I didn't think his his final touch gave him the right angle, so he kind of narrowed himself down. Um, it was a, a decent save, but for me, he needed to go across the keeper. Um, yeah, so for, for me, it's probably a, a 6 out of 10 for that opportunity. I think he should have done better with it, if I'm honest. Yeah. Lee, your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I thought... Um... Thought Matt, Matt was maybe a little bit harsh because what I was actually going to say was I agree I agree on the pace bit 100%. But I actually thought his his touches enabled him to maintain his angle and, and not go as far right. I think that yeah he got a shot away. He would have been he would have, he would have been able to probably cut in on goal and force the defender as you see a lot to have to just back out of the challenge. Would you have gone near post, Big Z? Eh? No, no, I would have tried to get it across, but I think yeah. that what I was saying was, I think it was more his pace rather than his touch. Yeah, yeah, he, probably. He, he couldn't get his foot around it. And, and I don't know um, if it was Hector yeah. or, or Tosin that was chasing him. I mean, he could obviously yeah. hear him hear him breathing down his neck, but yeah, it's just, and you know, it's, there was a moment in the second half, wasn't there, where Casey Palmer played a ball for him and it looked like he was running in treacle. Yeah. He just isn't 
going to get away from players, is he? He's just not. No, no, and, and, he's, and he's not, and you know what you're going to get. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah but you know, the, but the, the the players must play with him in training and know to give it to his feet in that instance, or not. Yeah, not, and, not bang it down into the corner. No, absolutely. But but I just think. And, and it was an overhit ball by Palmer in the second half, but I think again, Semenya or Vyman get to it, um, and and maybe I am being a bit harsh with that chance. I just felt with his strength, he, he managed to get away, but again, it's it's his pace, and actually, you, you know, can't really criticise a bloke who you know just hasn't got the pace. That'd be like criticising myself <laughs> or me. Uh, into the forty-second minute, two great forward passes from Belarus in the space of minutes, really stamping himself into the game. Um, I thought uh, Belarus Lee uh, was really, you know, he was a bit like a Rottweiler, like we've described Hanno and Masengo. He wasn't losing the ball. He was tenacious in the tackle, and it was a great first half from him. Yeah, I think you know, I think what we've got to do with the youngsters, and I think this is why I kind of take my hat off to Alex Scott a little bit on this one is if you stepping up into this level, you know, uh, and and you've played him a little bit out of position. That's what we've seen with Benarus. When, you know, when he got hooked the, 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 the other match, he wasn't playing in that 10 or was he? He did look a little bit rabbit in the headlights, yeah. a little bit, bit, bit caught up. Today, playing in, a, in, a, in, in at least comfortable in the position and the movements and the things that he's looking for, he looks a different player. And I think, you know, with, with Scotty playing in that wing-back role, I think for me just illustrates what a talent that that's going to be. Yeah. You know, he's not looking massively out of place. Yeah, he gets caught a few times, but, you know, you've got to expect that because when you play any player at position, that's going to happen, let alone a slightly inexperienced player. So, yeah, some, you know, it's an exciting time, isn't it? You know, seven academy players the other week starting that have come up through big, big talent. And, and I think the club got to make sure that we are making that progress, as I, as I said in my three words, because... Those are the types of players that's always trying to have this debate hand there that if big clubs think they've got it, they'll just come in and buy them. They won't hesitate because 10 million yeah. to the Premier League teams is a drop in the ocean. Even if they loan them back for a season like they did with Delhi Alley, if they really think they've got it and they're going to be a 50 million player in two seasons, they'll spend the money now and do it. And clubs like ours with our financial position are going to find it really difficult to turn that type of money down, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um the halftime summary from Rob, pretty bright from us. Ref not blowing up for much, which I thought was great. I thought the referee was great today. The Premier League. It, was, it was Premier League. Yeah. They, they showed all the way through. Absolutely. Um, as the half wore on, it seemed we were playing four at the back, which stifles Scott a bit. I think Martin did as well as he could with the late shot, but Wells was careless and sloppy when two in the box after that. Good balls being played down the channels on the whole, though. Um, did you see us going to four at the back at any point? No, I didn't. But again, I'm, I'm only looking at it from the TV, which I guess yeah, Rob, I, I can't I say I did. Rob, Rob was there or not, but yeah, I, I, I didn't notice that. No. Okay. I think I think sometimes what you've got in that formation is if the play's down the left hand side and Cam and Cam comes out into that left side, then Scott as a right wing back can come across. Yeah, he's got to come come about, and it might look like a four, but for yeah. me that might be just a transition. That wasn't a kind yeah. of this mm. is our shape and this is how we're playing. Okay, yeah. cool. Right into the fifty-first minute, Alex Scott brings tears to the eyes of all men, knowing how he is feeling after a close-range ball into the nether regions. Um, I think we've probably all three of us have had that, and uh, it's not not nice, not nice at not all. Not nice at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah so less said about that the better because it win- <laughs> it makes me wince now <laughs> um 58th minute campering comes forward and shoots on target the pod appearance is really spurring spurring him on not to mention the new contract that was that magic moment matt that we sort of briefly touched on a minute ago where he yeah. burst forward and you could have as we said on the podcast it could have been joe bryan coming forward cutting inside having a left foot strike and it was a good strike yeah it was i mean what i liked about it and i like the fact that cam came out when when you asked him the question he came out and said he wanted to score more and have more assists um but it was very akin to, to brian in terms of coming inside and not being afraid to it with his right foot um and the keeper had to make the save you know it wasn't it, it you know the keeper would have been disappointed had it gone in but it was good to see and that sort of thing will give cam the confidence as well um and, it, and it's interesting comparing him to Joe Bryan. I looked at Joe Bryan today and thought, yeah, you've, you've gone backwards. You're not the player. And that's one game, you know. But he didn't look the threat that Joe Bryan used to look for us. Mm. Um, you know, it was Cam for me that was bombing forward. Do you think, in... with just touching on Joe briefly and both chipping mm. on this, do you think he's lost his mojo a little bit? I think he was been dropped out of the team a little bit as well. That's, Pop, that's yeah. What, yeah, it's what it looked like to me. I, I, I described him today... Um, as a, he looked like a bit of an all pro today. Yeah. Just kind of there, you know, and, and doing what he needed to do. You could see yeah. that he had the, a little bit more experience in some of the situations that he was doing, but he didn't have that, that kind of, um, didn't have the zip that he, yeah. he always had, did he, where he sort of bombs on. I mean, he's still got a number of decent crosses in, but he just didn't look. And in fairness to, you know, and I know he's had a few, um, a few issues sort of outside the game. Um, he's talked openly sort of mental health and, and with, yeah. with the COVID side of things. So, but, but he hasn't been number one. I think, is it Robinson? Mm. The lad that they signed. A, a still only 28 a lot as well. I was going to ask how old he was. Yeah. But it, it was a, I mean, it was a solid game from him, but not what you expect from him when we've, you know, but how long gave did leave us three, four seasons in, yeah, yeah, it was probably at his pomp then, wasn't he? So. Yeah. Yeah. Left, uh, left us in 2018. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just touching on cap. So he cut in and shot on his shot on his right, did he? I, yes. I was yeah. yeah, yeah, right foot. So yeah. yeah, great opportunity, and 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 I think we'll see more of that in the in the future. Sixty uh, first minute, Wells put through and really needs to get his shot away, but opts to cross and the move breaks down. He follows it up there with a great cross in, and City are starting to really cause some problems again. So yeah, there was an opportunity Lee where Wells was sort of coming in on the right hand side, and I thought he might lash one like he did you know against qpr but he opts to cross which i was a bit surprised about yeah he checked out a couple of times today didn't he and 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 some of his his crosses weren't too bad and i think that would be my only one of my few apart from our prolificacy in front of goal that's difficult to say uh, especially after a few years would would be that sometimes we got into some positions today out wide and 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 wells in particular and I, i guess because it's wells and he's one of our strikers, where I then looked in the box and there's not many bodies in there, you know, who, yeah. who is he crossing to? He's hanging it up at the back post and maybe we can make something uh, make something um, from that. So, yeah, it, it, we got, we kind of huffed and puffed a little bit in the final third today, didn't we? And, yeah. But uh, in the box, we weren't, you know, we weren't quite at the races and I think that's where um, where the difference was. Certainly when Fulham made those changes and Mitrovic and a few others come on, they started to look a little bit more dangerous in the box and create a few more uh, a few more chances. And O'Leary was a little bit busier there, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. It was a couple of balls from from Benarus, very very similar sort of moves where Benarus sort of drew the defender in and then played a ball out. And 
there's one or two that if you've seen it today Wes Burns scores a goal for for Ipswich today where similar sort of thing the ball gets played to him he just smashes it um, and it and it flew in and you kind of think with, with Naki if he'd done that a couple of times something more might have come of it but yeah Okay, another passage of play, 61st minute, another break and ball from Benarus to Welsh. The shot uh, is uh, come across, is blocked, and then across from Callum O'Dowda is overhit. Just to touch on Callum O'Dowda a little bit today, um, there was uh, a couple of crosses that were either overhit or went out for goal kicks. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't Callum's greatest game for me, Lee. No, and I... And I... Um, I think it might have been Noige on the, uh, the WhatsApp group in the week when he talked about his three pluses and he put he, he put Callum in there. And I didn't respond because I didn't want another Twitter stat, but <laughs> he was probably in my thumbs down three O'Dowd in that match because I thought that he was actually, he, he was on the pitch but didn't really contribute much. We all see different games, don't we? So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that O'Dowd is one of those ones which I, I, I think what you've just described is O'Dowd's career in a nutshell, because he should be, or he's one of those ones for me that you always think this is the, this is the bit where he's going to, he's yeah. going to do it, you know, and, and he doesn't. And it's kind of probably one out of five or one out of six crosses that, 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 that's, that's dangerous or, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and as I always say, say to Finn a bit when he's, uh, when he's moaning my boy, I'm like, yeah, but if it was five out of six, Finn, he wouldn't be playing for us. He'd be playing in the Premier League. You know, that's the that's the difference difference in quality and consistency. You know, um, and it it is a shame because um, he's got a nice run of games under his belt. He's looking fit, um, and 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 he is still relatively young, mid to, to late twenties. Is he 25, 26? Can't mm, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Matt, are we expecting are we expecting too much of him because we know what he's no. capable of? No, not as a professional, no. but I always say that, you know, I play yep. with people I play with people on a Saturday afternoon, you know, that would do six out of seven crosses that are on the money, you yeah. know. And then they're going down for, you know, they're in the clubhouse after having a couple of points and they're not training five times a week with as much practice as you want to do. So I don't think there's ever any excuse for me in those you know, I'm sure we'll get to his chance, you know, not in the target. Just yeah, there was. Yeah, I think the thing with Callum is, I think we all know that he has got ability. He's just not consistent enough, and he gets opportunities. There was a moment in the second half, and the, and the commentator on um, that I was watching said, "Oh, it's great feet from him," and it was. He did a little passage of play mm. where not the ball two or three times between his feet, to, but then the cross goes straight out. And it's like, do you know what? Actually, I wish you'd stumbled over it when you were trying to get through and put a decent crossing in. And that's exactly it. He's he's in there as a left-sided midfield player, and he gets a lo- he had a fair degree of ball today, and actually did very very little with it. And I'm a big Callum O'Dowda fan. You know, I am. I, I I'll lay my cards on the table. I am. Um, I don't think we will. It worries me we won't see the best of Callum O'Dowda and I think his contract might be up in the summer or if not, it might only have a year to go. Um, I think he's a player that needs to look at himself and think, I've got to do more than that. Perhaps cut out some of the tricks and just drive and try and get a cross in, put an early cross in, stay out on the pitch after games. And he might do this, I don't know, to practice a cross in because like you've said, too many today were under hit, hit the first man or over hit. And at this level, it isn't good enough. I think he needs a little bit of an injection of confidence, personally. Um, Maybe. A couple of times he just looked at the floor. But he's not, he's not a kid, though, Patch, now, is he? No, and, I know. No, I, I know, know. Any, any player should get the confidence, but 
you know, do do you get the confidence from a, a performance? So the yeah. likes of Atkinson today, I'd like to be thinking he'd be sat in the, the bath tonight or in the swimming pool up at the, the HPC thinking, I've, I've put a shift in today. I've gone back to where I was going. Callum O'Dana today just... Shit. Yeah, yeah, Callum O'Dana today. If he had, and maybe this comes back to the competition point that we've made. Who is there that's going to come yeah. in and play that role as an out-and-out left-sided midfielder? There, there probably isn't anyone else at the club, is there? No. You've got players who can do a job. Iman could go there. Scotty could go there. Jay De Silva could go there. Palmer could go there. Wells, Vyman. But none of them are what you would call a left-sided attacking player, are they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think, to be fair to... To Callum, he, he strikes me as the type of character who will be disappointed, like you've said, in himself. Yeah. So not even I, I get where you're going with that competition bit, and I think it applies to a couple of other characters we've got in the club that are much talked about on, on socials and stuff. But yeah. with with Callum, with or without that character, I think he's got that pride in his performance where he gets disappointed. And he wants to go, you know, he, he he wants to go and do his best. And the, the confidence bit you talked about, Patch, I, I think it's it's easy for us to talk about confidence. Um, if I was him and I was in issues, I would be getting my confidence from the fact that I am being selected. Yeah. And that, that the manager is, you know, the manager... Obviously trusts him, doesn't he? me, he trusts me, and if I'm available and I'm fit, I am in the team, not... Yeah. Because even if, and if I have a bad game, I haven't got to worry about losing my place in that context because, you know, he backs me and maybe try and create my, my confidence yeah. from that. Okay, into the 67th minute, Matt, and uh, Benarouche tries a, a bit of a spectacular, but it's high and wide. But again, he's got the confidence to try it. He has, and um, I, I thought he was he was very, very good today. Um, and it, it comes back to that youthful exuberance, really. A um, couple of times, I think he got caught on the ball, and, and a little bit like with Scott, he looked to buy a foul and didn't get it. Um but, you know, he's he's a kid of 18 up against, as I say, some really, really strong, competitive championship players. Um, and he didn't look out of place today. I thought I thought he was excellent. OK. Um, our first change comes in the 71st minute with Jada Silva coming on and Andy King coming off. Uh, Lee, your, your thoughts on Andy King coming back in after a match suspension, which he came out publicly and apologised for. But uh, for me, I think it was a, a, a solid-ish performance from from Andy King today. I, I think only on a couple of occasions he lost the ball, but he was sort of holding things together for me. Yeah, I think that, you know, we, we've talked about this before, haven't we? I, I think Andy King is um, he's one of those players you miss when he's not on the pitch. Um, and, and, and that's what he gives you. I think there's a lot of organisation, a lot of stability, a lot of... He, he drops back into that into that defence sometimes when they when they want to play forward and all of those types of things that are there that just go about unnoticed. And I'm sure his teammates, he's one of those players where his teammates will really rate him, you know, and say like he's you know he's he's a fantastic pro and a fantastic player. Um, but I thought the good thing today was we didn't we didn't miss him when he came off. Mm. To, to give credit to the players that were on there as well, you know. So yeah, so, a solid performance from Andy King. And I think I've said before, I mean, whilst and Noah's stepped up his performances for me in the last three, three, four matches where he's come on. If we had a fully fit James, Masengo, uh, Williams and King, I think whatever three you pick out of those is a pretty strong championship midfield. So I've got to say for me, um, I get all of that and I don't disagree with it at all. But I think it was a performance where it kind of was that organisation. I think his fans, a lot of fans will look at it and go... I didn't even notice he was there. 
And that that's not necessarily a bad thing because he's doing obviously what's been asked of him. But do I expect a player of his experience and quality to perhaps give a little bit more offensively and do a little bit more? I, I probably do. I didn't really notice he did anything positive from a forward point of view. I absolutely agree with what you're saying. And, and it's I'm, I'm kind of arguing myself a little bit because you need that organisation, you need that structure to enable other players to do it. But I just felt there was a couple of times today where, you know, I, I didn't notice him really. And when he went off, didn't necessarily notice he'd gone off. But I'm, as I say, I'm contradicting because that's probably what he was doing for the team, well, wasn't it? So. And I think, I think today especially, you saw it enabled, um, back, back to the bit around the week with fans about Han Noah. Yeah. I, think, I think King was the, was the sitting midfielder in Inverted yeah. It was, it was uh, Han Noah and Benarus in front. You go and do a lot of the offensive side. I, 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 know, I know I can understand where you're coming from. And I think it's, it was more the space he's, what, he's, what we did today. It was the space he was taking up. I didn't see him intercept much. I didn't see him drive forward much or or play the ball. But potentially because he's played where he's played and he's covered the space, as you say, it's enabled hand no. So no, it's, I think, I think it's, know, pretty, it's, it's a it's a pretty key role in a three. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know you are one short in it, at the back potentially, depending on those transitions. So you kind of you you can bomb forward, but if you do yeah. break down, you kind of you want them sat in there doing it. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I actually, I actually thought that in the first half, in particular, the play went through him quite a bit, and he did close down. Um, but the, in terms of the change, Matt, with the silver coming on, strange one, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. it was a bit of a uh, bit of shuffling about, wasn't it? After that, well, I mean, it, it and again, you you were there, and I only watching on the TV. But so the silver was on to the me, right. The silver went seemed to go right, and Scott then played in that that role that. Um, that King was not necessarily more King was position. playing, but Han Noah kind of drops a little bit then. But yeah, it, it was. And but then you look at the bench and think, who else would he or what other options would he have done? Maybe Palmer comes into that then. Mm. Um, but actually, De Silva did okay on the right hand side from from a starting point of view. I mean, would I see him start in there in and contributing enough? Probably not. Um, no, not probably. No, definitely not. But he did okay when he came on. But yeah, I did think it was a bit of a strange substitution. Was it? Was it? Could Lee, could it have been more of an experiment almost of seeing could he do that role? Possibly, and maybe it was just you know it was a cut match. Nigel, you know we win it, we lose it. Is he particularly bothered about it? Probably not. No, be, be, being honest. So is it some minutes in the legs for Jay? You know, because if he were looking to win it, he'd probably have bought Feynman on. You know that that would have been a you know a, a, another person that would have naturally fitted in that midfield slot in, in, instead of having to to to, to shuffle it about. Mm. So yeah, I, I didn't really. You probably could even put put the silver in the middle there if you wanted to. Really, really was, keep it. Was, you know I mean? was Viner on the bench? No. No, uh, Viner, sorry, I, yes. Viner, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. you said Viner, but was Viner on the yes. bench? He was. Yes, so yes. Viner could have come in. Yeah. To that as well, having played there. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure he played there for, he's played there for nine. He certainly played there for Holden, didn't he? But that might have been an option, Zach Viner coming in there. Yeah, he, cl- he clearly wanted to get De Silva on the pitch, didn't yeah. he? To, yeah. to see, to see what he could do. Um, into the 75th minute, it's a great cross from Wells, um, but it's well cleared and Calamo Dowder was poised. Uh, that wasn't, that wasn't his opportunity, though. I don't no, think. no, it wasn't. Yes, it was back, back coming up. Header, yeah. It's coming up. Um, next change, Benarus for Palmer. Uh, Matt, I'm sure you were pleased to see Palmer coming on. 
I like Casey Palmer. I, I, I think probably for everybody, it's, it probably is best he moves on um, because I don't know that he's uh, consistent enough in a 90-minute performance for, for what Nigel wants. Um, he showed glimpses today of both sides of his game. Um, but yeah, it was it it was okay to see him come on. I mean, I I put in a tweet about um, you know surprised slightly because of being cup tied, but I think Bigsy might even have said it that actually for for our level and the teams that probably would be looking to sign him, being cup tied wouldn't make any difference really. So, but he he came on, he, he did okay, showed some really nice touches early on, absolutely. But yeah. then drift drifted as the game went into extra time when you would have wanted him to really seize it and get on it. And on. he's another one that sometimes. Just do the simple stuff and don't try to over elaborate it. It's clear, isn't it, Lee? That his that his touch and his his control, his close control, is a, is fantastic. It yeah. is. I don't think his techniques up for debate, but I thought it was a Casey Palmer performance. Yeah. He came on for the first five ten minutes and wanted the ball. Yeah. And was movement and affecting the play, and then he was anonymous for the for me after that. Yeah. In terms of having any kind of you know effect on the game, because those first seventies he on, him and Jada Silva were were affecting the game. He was bald, he was dropping deep, he was coming in, he was playing off. He, was, he had a couple of those little sort of nice reverse passes and getting people through, and then he disappeared from the game. Yeah. And that's what case unfortunately is what Casey Palmer does, and that's why I don't think Casey Palmer will ever play higher than than he's another Lee Tomlin for me. Lee Tomlin bags of, bags of technique and talent, but drifts in and out of the game far too much to play at a, at a level which is talent and technique should enable him to, unfortunately. 78th minute, arguably our best chance of the game so far, Matt. Um, and it was a great chance. It was a, a great ball from Palmer to Hanno Masengo to Martin. The ball comes across um, and it falls to Callum in a really good position. And unfortunately, it goes high and wide. Really good move um, from from all of those three. Um, I thought the ball back from Chris Martin. You know, um, they, they talk about finding that penalty spot ball and players coming into it. I just couldn't believe that he missed it. I genuinely, or, or not, not actually didn't score, but just didn't hit the target. Um, I know it's on his wrong foot, but but actually, I've got a wrong foot. You might have a wrong foot. I don't think Bigsy had one, um, but actually at this level. I don't think a player should have a wrong foot. If your goalkeeper can kick it, you know, both feet and stuff like that, he, he should have hit the target. And and I'm sure he will sit there and be disappointed when he watches it back. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a great opportunity, wasn't it, Bigsy? Yeah, and he, he, he will be disappointed. And I was even more disappointed when I watched it on the replay because it was actually closer to the goal than I realised. I thought that cut back, by the time we got onto it, was literally like a, a yard inside the box. But when you actually look, as you penning say, spot, wasn't it? Yeah. It, it was it was penning spot. So yeah. to not hit the target, that's what you want. Yeah. Keep and it, it didn't look like he was... Didn't it like he was being closed down really tightly? Uh, no, no, no. It seemed like he could walk, not walk, yeah, it was, but it was, it was just, all there, wasn't it? It was yeah, primed it was, up. It was all, maybe it was one of those ones where it's just, it was yeah. all there, and he's maybe thinking about it. What a chance, this is the chance, you know, when yeah. you come... You know, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. unfortunately and, and you know, so going back to the confidence thing maybe it is a bit of the, the confidence thing and if that would have gone in then it, you know he'd have just ripped up the last sort of uh, 10 minutes of the game yeah. and okay. so it was the, was the one I think yeah. was the one uh, just after that we saw um, an overhead kick from Naki Wells but didn't really trouble the keeper uh, Jade Silva 1-2 with Hanno Masengo and a good save so 
you know, coming up to the free, end of the free, game. Free kick there, that one, definitely. I mean, the silver puts both hands on the defender's back. Either oh, yeah, he ref, pushed him out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> the ref didn't see it. I, I do not know. But yeah, it was, a good, it was a good move. And going back to what we were saying about Palmer, the silver was having an impact at that stage. But then that's after that move almost, it seemed to stop, you know, and it's, yeah. Yeah. 86 minute, thought this was it with Hanno Masengo on the edge of the box from a pullback from Calamo Dauda. Um, and Matt, yeah, we really did think that this could be the moment. I did real time. And then when I've watched the replay, I think the keeper's saving it anyway, even though the defender sort of heads it over. I think he's yeah. sort of down the middle and the keeper's saving it. But goes back to Lee's point about Hanoa offensively doing a little bit more today. I mean, that, that the dipping volley, he had another shot in the first half, and then that one, all of them really decent efforts from positions you want to see him in. So. Yeah. I'm sure it is a matter of time. I really am. I, I'm <laughs> desperate for the kid. I know, I know. And um, I wanted you to be there, Matt, for the uh, yeah, 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 for yeah. the goal as well. Yeah. Um, 87th minute, a ball by Palmer and Martin, Martin just can't get it. I mean, this is the moment you, you spoke about yeah. earlier, and uh, we, we won't go over it again. But no, uh, no. yeah, I, I'll blame Palmer. Cool. I'll blame Palmer for the pass. <laughs> did, you um, notice, uh, did you notice how Martin cranked up after booting the ball? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he, he couldn't. Uh, he couldn't. It was. Uh, it was one of those moments. And sorry, Patrick, you say we won't talk about it, but it just felt like it was in slow-mo in terms of oh that's a hell of a ball and then it's like hang on he's what's happened there is, is the, the internet gone down is my, is my feed stopped because he seems to have stopped running but that's harsh it is right 89th minute Callas long throw leads to a corner and we've got five minutes of added time at this point um, and then there's a poor corner, but Harrison Reed fires wide, and and that pretty much sends us in. And and to be honest, the people I was sat near, we we actually thought it was going to go straight to penalties. I didn't know I, if you guys knew. Yeah, no, I did, and that's why I put it in um, in the, the the WhatsApp group was whether it was extra time because yeah, I did think it was going to go straight to pens. So yeah, we knew there was, was no replay, glad. but um, yeah, yeah, certainly did. Right, goes into extra time. Um, and there is uh, a couple of changes at this point. So uh, Tommy Conway comes on for Naki Wells. And Matt, it was great to see. Uh, actually, that was the only change. Semenyo yeah, came on. Come on before, hadn't he? Yeah, Semenyo came on for Martin just before the end. Yeah, and then yeah. Tommy Conway comes on at the start of extra time. But uh, great to see Tommy getting uh, get an opportunity for half an hour. It's a big call bringing, bringing Wells off as well. So uh, it was great to see. Yeah, and and actually, I've I've, I've questioned Naki Wells' attitude, but you know he was very positive in the, the sort of talking that you could see, um, and with with encouraging Tommy when he came on, and and good to see. You know, I'm, I'm, I want to see the likes of Tommy Conway given an opportunity because he is going to be the future. There's no two ways about it. So yeah. yeah. Okay, into the second minute of extra time, Mitrovic, who's now on, is... Um, I think that's the key thing, Patch, is that you've got Mitrovic, yeah. Wilson and Kearney all now on the pitch for, for Fulham, which kind of goes to explain what then yeah. goes up. Yeah, yeah. Mitrovic threw, uh, played into Wilson, but great defending from Cam Pring. Yeah. Um, sixth minute, good run and ball by Semenyo, feeds Conway who's got the opportunity to go round the keeper. His touches are just a little bit too wide and the angle was too great. Um, but he still managed to get his shot away and he has to be in the right place at the right time, Lee, to get that opportunity. Yeah, I thought the, the 30 minutes from Tommy who was on there showed me that he's um, he's a proper striker. For um, you know, I've had the pleasure of playing with uh, quite a few good strikers um, that went on the play. I try and avoid it as well, but you can you can see it. Both, both of his chances were 
those ones where you probably expecting Naki to play a little bit. I don't know if Naki's struggling a little bit conference-wise. You know, the, the commentator talks about he's only scored one something this season. I know he's been in like a team, but mm. um, yeah, it was just, as you said, I, I think it didn't even mean the touch that just took him a little bit wider. It kind of just clipped his his toe a little bit. So, well, yeah. the keeper did well. The keeper, the I think keeper the keeper made it might have got it, a it touch on him a little bit wider as, yeah. as well. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was just good to see. As you say, you've got to be in that position, making those runs, looking for it, and, and you know, and the, the pass from Semenu was, uh, was nice from him as well. Was, uh, was yeah, great ball, great, great to see that, Matt. That that sort of connection between your two strikers of one setting up the other, and uh, yeah, the keeper, the keeper just did enough, I think, to to put to put, yeah, put him off. He did, and 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 that was probably the the sixth or seventh time when we played that little sort of slide ball through, and this one was a little bit more centrally, so it was probably the best opportunity. But you know, Benarus had done the similar sort of thing to, to Wales in the first half, and it, it was it was good to see us playing the ball on the ground and looking to play those little balls in. So yeah, I, I mean, I was I was crying out for Antoine, and, and admittedly Vyman to come on a bit earlier, but um, yeah, I thought he did well, Tommy. 12th minute, Cabano cuts inside and fires wide. And just before that, Brian breaks through, gets the byline, but crosses deflected and cleared by Max. 13th minute, flick on by Palmer and Semenyo gets to the ball and the ball breaks to Conway, but he just can't find the finish. Uh, talk us through that one, Matt, as a, a second opportunity for, for Tommy in the in a short space of time. Yeah, um, I can't remember whether he... he... I think the keeper saves it, didn't he? But it wasn't a, a, that difficult a, a save. But it was a good move again. And, and like Lee says, it's it's very easy to be critical of any player. And I've probably done that tonight on the podcast. And I'm I'm being a bit more um, beneficial to, to Tommy Conway because he's a young lad who hasn't played a huge amount. But it's his movement and his he's in that position to have that opportunity. He's almost gambled. Get... Yeah, exactly. He's gambled yeah. on that, that opportunity yeah. and gambled on the ball, getting bounced off of Semenyo exactly. into his path and the, the defender's breathing down his neck and it's yeah. a shot on target. Yeah. And, and you forget he's going to get bigger and stronger. This season was never going to be his season. Although obviously I did get his name printed <laughs> on my shirt. Um, but I think having the experience that he's had, you know, you're going to have a much better player next season. Um, and the goals, the goals will well. come. Yeah, absolutely. And the goals will come. The goals will definitely come with Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that the, the, that little 30 minutes and you said he got that chance from playing close to a strike part. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's how it came about. Personally, I think he should have done better. I think if you look at it on the replay, I think he'll be disappointed as well because that it doesn't matter. At that moment in time when you're a striker, you're not thinking... I'm playing in the first team. It's the no, of course, yeah. time. You just you just takes over, and he would have finished a million of those and and put it either side of the you know you kind of put it down the keeper's throat a little bit, didn't he? But I, I think I mentioned in in the WhatsApp group what what annoyed me in the first ninety minutes a little bit was um, Campering throws up the line to to Martin's head, who won eighty percent, I would say, of the flick ons, and that's obviously what they're playing for because that's what they're playing here. And there's a little flick inside, and and Wells is too detached from him, kind of stood in the middle, and, yeah. and they were just getting, and, and that was what I was getting frustrated with. But I always get frustrated with the strikers. Is the position I played. I kind of like to think I kind of know how to play it a little bit, and I'm just thinking that there's not a partnership there. And obviously he wants to go with a two. He's trying to play with a two a lot, isn't he? And just in that 30 minutes, Semenyo and Conway, and maybe that who knows that might be the, the future. Maybe not this season, but next season. Showed enough in that 30 minutes of natural like Conway thinking, well, I've got to be close to me mate here. Yeah. We we got to play together wherever he is, because I might get a little deflection like he did. 
and and that creates and that creates me a chance, you know. Yeah, and there there was flashes as well in the second half of extra time where he was holding off defenders much bigger than him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So he was sh- phys- physically some, strong. Yeah, showed some good strength. Fourteenth um, minute, great headed clearance from Pring after a Mitrovic shot. This this was an opportunity, wasn't it? And it was like it wasn't quite Aiden Flint on the line at Man City, but it was wasn't far off. Brilliant. I mean, Mitrovic does really well. I don't. I can't think who it was. He turned inside. Might have been Callas. Does really well. Looks all the world like he's curling it into the corner, beating Max and and Pringy gets an absolute top. I mean, it's that's worth a win or it's worth a goal kind of thing in the other end, isn't it? Because mm. it is a goal saving challenge. It absolutely is. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, what then leads to it? Well, and whilst whilst I think of it as well, there was a bit in the second half of extra time where um, Cam actually threw his head into a tackle down right down in the corner right between the Atio, yeah. right near the um, end, yeah. which was great to see. Fifteenth uh, minute, and the goal comes um, for Wilson, and it was it was out of nothing. It was a uh, it was a played out from I think a corner, was a, corner? Um, a, a sort of short corner routine, and the ball was crossed in speculatively, and it just goes past everyone into the far post. Uh, Lee, can you pick any fault or blame out of that one? Yeah, a million percent, unfortunately, but um, it, it, it was it was tiredness. So it was down to, I, I think it was Alex Scott, but I'll apologise now, Alex, if it wasn't you. Um, I think it might have been Jay De Silva, actually, Lee. Or, or Jay. So, yeah. but, you know, we've got, they've got someone over to play the short. We've got one player out and we've got to have a second player that's another 10 yards. And it's exactly, if you look at our short quarters, which Fulham were doing, so Fulham were, when we played that short, it was right on us, so it was very difficult for us to have time to put the cross in. When they went short, the, the second player, whoever that was, that was kind of out to engage if it was going to go short. That was Scott, the second one. That yeah. was, and, that, and that's why I blame him, because he's the yeah. one that's got to come out and engage Harry, Harry Wilson. He needs, he needs to be another, another, 10, another 10 yards further out, or... And he's probably got nothing left in the tank, so I'm not going to be too harsh. But that's the reason, that is the only reason why that happens, because otherwise it doesn't. He doesn't have the yeah. time to get across it. It's a sin. It's a sin. And, it, and, I, and they'll be frustrated with it. Pearson will yeah. be really, really, I would imagine, frustrated at how we've conceded that goal from yeah. a, a, a routine that every professional club have probably got and every professional club knows how to defend it or what you need to do to, def- to, to, to defend those. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those with Wilson as well. You know, on his left foot, he's got absolute quality. People will, I'm sure, look at O'Leary and say, well, it looks like it goes straight in. But it's one of those he's got two or three running across him. He's yeah. got to anticipate their touch. Um, you, you know, you're spot on in terms of we, we have to close it down at the source, don't we? So um, that's such a shame as, as it comes from that brilliant clearance from Pring. Yeah. I just, just find the goal now. I'll just play it for you both. I'll put my glasses on. Yeah, I think that is Scott running out, isn't it? Yeah, that's Scott. Yeah, with his yeah, yeah. And, uh, and you can see you can see it in Scott's reaction there. He kind of throws his arms down, and it's not yeah. like throwing the arm down like we conceded a goal. It's a throwing throwing the arm down. My Blake's the one that's just put that in, and I probably should have been a bit closer to him. I think, like you say, Lee, it's tiredness and yeah, it's, oh yeah, I mean, not, you put a shift in empty, it's extra, yeah. so it's going to be alright. But he's just not. He's like well, almost turns his back on it a little bit. Yeah. And a real shame, a real shame for that that goal to come at that moment when we've been in the game so much and competing. And as I said, it was a really enjoyable cup tie. Let's be fair, the better team. We were the better team up until that point. We were the better team. I think we were 60 odd percent, 67 percent up at full time. And I think at the end of the game was what, 61, I think. Mm. Um, Yeah, I thought we were the better team. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, into the 16th minute, so into the second half now of, of extra time, and a great save from from Max O'Leary. When you think they're through, they're gonna they're gonna get the second goal, and it's all gonna be over. It was a great save from Kearney uh, after a clearance from Atkinson was blocked. So, yeah. great great save, and and it, it, at that moment you think maybe yeah we are still in the game, and there's if we get an opportunity. Then um, you know we can turn this around, but uh, yeah, Max O'Leary was uh, was great in that in that chance. Nineteenth um, minute, a good free kick routine. Wilson to Mitrovic, which is cleared off the line by Atkinson, so another good clearance. Twenty first minute, another great save from Max O'Leary. Stands up and stays big to push the ball out, and then Mitrovic uncharacteristically fires over. And then the twenty eighth minute, Weinman offside from an Atkinson header, where we think we might have another opportunity. Um, and that sees us through to the end of the game, and it's a it's a one nil defeat. Um, so yeah, we've 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 gone through gone through the the hundred and twenty minutes. Um, Matt, over to you for for the ratings. Okay, and and obviously challenge as we go, but um, yeah, and I don't know why my phone's not now showing the ratings. Max O'Leary is first. Yeah, so I've got Max. Yeah, no, I've got, I've got it on my phone, but for some reason it isn't actually displaying. Okay. Um, I've done it. So for Max, I've gone seven. Um, those two saves at the end I thought were brilliant, and and there's an argument maybe for slightly more than that, but I actually thought it was a, a really good, solid performance. Right, I've got it back now. Solid performance from Max. I thought a couple of really good saves. His distribution was good. Um, so I've gone seven. I'm not going over the top, but yeah. Yep. Clean sheet, clean sheet over ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it could, like I said, it could, could have, could have been an eight. Um, Callas, I've gone an eight. I thought it was a really, really good performance from Callas. Uh, a captain's performance in terms of his um, standing up. Look at me. I know he wasn't captain, but it was just a really top draw performance from him. There was a great five aside moment from Callas in. Uh, it was either well, it was either the the first half or the second half of extra time where. The bloke was the guy was coming running into him and he could see him coming. I just and he, literally, he, yeah. <laughs> you say five or so, it was more, and I'll get the letters wrong, perhaps WWE or whatever it is these days. Yeah, no, no, it's uh, yeah. more, more five or so where you sort of someone's coming into you and you just sort of stand there, stand your ground. Yeah, that says more about your five or so, I think. Well, uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. But I mean, you know, again, Lee, Lee referenced it earlier on when we were talking about Max O'Leary and the fact that Callas wants the ball. A couple of times he strode out with the ball today. Yeah. Um, I thought both him, I thought him, Scott and Benaroos, actually there were a couple of times where they needed a shout to let them know they had a man coming beyond, but it was good to see him bringing the ball out. All three of them did that today. At one point yeah. or another, Atkinson, Pring and Callas yeah. were up front for a few minutes if, if you Which, know what I mean. There, I mean, there was one run and so Atkinson's the next one. I've gone seven for Atkinson and actually... That could have been an eight. Um, I went seven because I didn't want to go too over the top with it, but I thought it was a a performance much more like the Atkinson that we saw at the start of the season. Um, perhaps at it, it, the end, Mitrovic coming on, he, he's obviously a slightly different proposition. But yeah, that one moment, that, I don't know if it was in the second half or the second half of extra time, he surged forward and he was almost the furthest forward. Yeah. Um, the ball broke down and then he has to kind of leg it back. But yeah, um, Pring... You know, he was my man in a match. Um, I've given him an eight, um, but I thought it was a, t- a top, top draw performance from him in a position that I really think he could excel at, that that left of the three. Um, 
I thought was a really, really good performance. Um, was is there any? Nine? Is there any case for a nine, Lee? I, I would have gone. Um, I have to admit, I'm not normally on the lower end, but I'd have gone nine for Can today. I, I thought. I, I, I thought the performance had absolutely. It had all of it. Uh, yeah. He was good defensively. He was good offensive, offensively. Um, it was. He, he didn't tire. You know, we, we talked about. You guys have talked about in this podcast about you know, the fact he couldn't, or I say he couldn't. He wasn't completing ninety yeah. minutes for whatever reason. A lot of the time, that looks a little bit fitness orientated. He's done one hundred and twenty today. The, the last, last couple of nineties. I mean, I, I, I tweeted a, a, a reply to your sort of a interview podcast around when he talked about not you know whether I'm coming out the ball whether you know Callas is going to give him a rollicky and I said well just copy what Callas does just do it yeah. Callas does come out with it and in that yeah. formation it is what you want your centre backs to do to come in and bring that extra man in midfield and he did it for his his shot and goal he did, he did it a lot more accurate than did it I thought I thought he was absolutely outstanding today Cambry so, so Matt the fact that neither me or you gave him a nine well I was going to but Lee did it first yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm more that's than acceptable. Well, yeah, because of the pot. I'm, I'm more than happy with that. Um, there was a moment as well in the first half, I think, where he did like a double drag back, bringing yeah. the ball away, and you're like, that shoes confidence. And that's that's the bit I was talking about with the. Oh, was it both, right? Using ah, both right, feet. Okay, yeah, and maybe that you know credit to 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 the backroom staff, but Nigel Pearson as well to give him that confidence. Um, you know, he's he's going to go on, and you do. I think Gregor was talking about it yesterday and comparing him. I think he's Gregor's comment, and, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure, I'm sure he said something about yeah, Joe Bryant and that people at the club think that he's where he's he's above where Joe Bryant was, mm. but I'm sure Joe Bryant would have been younger. Um, well, it was. So Cam's, tw- Cam's 24 very soon um, and Joe what maybe it's in terms of the number of games or something yeah. I don't know yeah, yeah. it's just his first season yeah. isn't it yeah, yeah they, they were saying that Joe had 132 games by this time yeah exactly point, which was quite ironic talking about your bit about booing because there was yes. a huge amount of support kind of saying wait a minute he's not a Joe Bryan yet look how yeah. good Joe was at that age yeah. and yet you get some you know, but it was it, so it, it was a it was a top you know you're, you're right Biggs it was a top top performance from him yeah Scotty's there's a couple of scores in here where I'm I'm kind of hoping you do disagree with because <laughs> I've done this immediately the game finishes. But Scotty have gone six, and I've gone six because he put a performance that I expect him to put in in that position, and it's not a favoured position for him. So he's he, I don't think he lets you down. Yes, all right, we talked about the goal. Um, do I think I don't think it's lower? Do I think it's higher? Probably not. So that's why I've gone six with Scotty, but. Um, you know, that's more about, as I say, him playing in a position that he's doing a job for the team for six me. Is, six is still an what expected expect, performance, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? But I, I just think with Scotty, you know that if he plays in that 10 where Ben Aroos is as well, you know you're going to get the best out of him. I hope he's not a player that Pearson's thinking, I can convert him to right wing back because I don't want to see him play there. I'd, I'd really love to see us go out. Now we know Tanner's going to be out for a couple of months, it looks like. I'd really like to see us sign someone in on loan to play that role because I just think we're we're not getting the best out of Alex Scott playing in there, although he does a job for us. So that's but why if, I've gone six if we, there. If we do, Matt, and that yep. takes Alex Scott out of the team... I don't know that it does because I think Scott comes in and, and plays that 10 and Ben Aroos possibly drops out and, you know, he's still young. But I, I just... As I say, he does a job for us and he, he doesn't let us down. I just don't think we get the best out of him there. And I don't think naturally 
he probably isn't giving you what someone, you know, you take the, the lad at Swindon last night, and I know we're talking chalk and cheese, but he's a natural player of that position. And I think would give, you know, you, someone who's, who's naturally suited there would give us a bit more. But yeah, my, my view. So anyone listening to the, oh, and Lee, I'll come to you in a second for your score on Alex Scott. Anyone listening to this, if you could get your phone out and vote for Alex Scott as the Channel Island Sports Personality of the Year, dial 0845-606-5504, then that would be lovely. Thank you very much. Lee. Did you notice that there's a Letizia in that yeah. as well? Yeah, I, I don't know. If, I apologize, I'm, I can't think of her name, but yeah. uh, Maya Letizia, yeah, must be related. And Letizia might be a Smith <laughs> on the Channel Islands. Who knows? But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lee, your thoughts on a six for Scott? Yeah, I think I think it's a fair rate, and I think for me, um, where I was a bit disappointed with with Alex today, and I have been the last couple of matches actually, is a bit of his set piece delivery. I think um, uh, he had a lot of opportunities there because we won a lot of corners. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and and whether it's predetermined that they're going to do some of those short routines however they were doing them I don't, I don't think they work when the, the person receiving the, 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 the second ball is not like Harry Wilson was where you've got it on the foot where you're then going to in, you're going to in swing it and we got caught with our that person often kind of being Scott who came around a bit then being on his wrong foot I know he can, I know he can play with both feet but not being comfortable with it I just think that it it, it it wasn't a bad performance and it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, oh, that was a, did a little bit extra today, you know, there was a little yeah. bit of pizzazz there, so can't fall yeah. six. Han Noah, I've gone seven. Um, I thought he got on the ball, um, Yes, you know, a number of times, especially in the first half, where he anticipated where Fulham were going to play the ball and he nipped in um, and, and created something from it, whether it was a shot for himself or, or a ball out wide. Um, I thought he tired a little bit um, and then found his, his mojo again. Um, but yeah, I've, I've kind of gone seven. I'd like to go nine and say, Han Noah, sign that contract, please. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've gone I've gone seven. Yep. Yeah. Happy with that. King is the one I think you boys will probably disagree with because um, I went five for King because of the things I was saying earlier on. I just didn't feel I noticed him. And maybe on the TV, I'm not seeing the space he's taken up in the organisational element to it. Um, so I'd expect you boys to argue that to a six, but um, yeah, I went five for it. Yeah, I, I, I'd i like to go six, yeah, personally. I think, I, think he did it. I think he did his job today. He didn't do anything wrong. Was there any ricks in there or, any, or anything like that? You know, no, no, I'd agree. And, and, and possibly a captain's performance in terms of the organisation. Yeah, he was captain there was one, today. There was one moment, and I don't know who it was that was fouled in the second half, but King then had a word with the ref, and you could see the ref saying to him, keep your mouth shut sort of thing. But again, we've talked about when Bentley's in goal, you want your captain getting in the ref's ear with things like that. So yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take that. Um, Callum, we've talked about him at length. I've gone five for Callum today. Um, yeah. Benarus, I've gone seven. Um, I thought he showed some real, real endeavour in the first half, especially naturally tired. But I thought there were three or four balls that he played into Wells um, that could have led to opportunities. Um, and I thought it was a performance where, you know, Lee's talked about it. You, you look maybe in one or two seasons time, and you think, oh, what a player we've got here. Um, you know, again, he's an 18 year old kid playing up against championship players. So, yeah, seven. Naki Wells, I've gone seven. Um, despite what I put in the WhatsApp group about not not sort of thinking that that 
he perhaps took the opportunity that, that he was afforded. But looking back on it, his contribution, there were a number of decent crosses in, number of opportunities that he tried. So um, I've gone seven. I don't know if you boys want to argue that, that down or if you're happy with that. What do you think, Lee? I mean, expectation level six, you expect him to... Do yeah. we expect him to score? Do we expect him to assist? Do we expect him to get a shot saved? Yeah, I, I can, I can, I can see where Wibbs, Wibbs's thought process. Oh, is. absolutely. Yeah. I, think, I just think for me, you know, as you say, expected performance is a six. Did did Naki do anything out of the ordinary? Maybe yes, based on his previously poor performances. But That's probably what well, it is. Probably, actually, yeah. but probably not. Than you know, for and you know, for for his stature and um, for me, it, it was a six. He didn't get shots away. Sometimes his decision making was poor. I've talked about that. Sometimes was he looking to really link up with his strike partner? He did some good stuff. He did some stuff which was for me. For me, it was a six personally. I think. Yeah, I just thought. to Ben Roos as an example. Are you saying he played as well as Ben Roos did? I don't know. I think Ben Roos. That's what I was just going to say. If you're if you're calibrating it, like Max O'Leary is a seven, Atkinson's a seven. Yeah, that's fair show. Han there was a seven. Yeah, and then Chrissy Martin. I've gone five. Um, I thought yes, he he won a couple of headers. Um, He he put himself a lot about a little bit, but an opportunity he gets, I don't think he does well enough with it. Did create that chance for O'Dowder. So again, you know, you could argue and say, did he give us what we we would expect of our number nine? I don't know. I mean, for me, it was a five. So yeah, happy with that. Take that. Yeah, and I've I've not scored any of the other boys. I know there was a few. You know, obviously we had an extra half an hour and stuff, but I've just done it with the ninety minutes. For Nige, I've I've gone seven for Nige um, because again, it was. And I toyed with an eight, but I've not gone over the top with it because we didn't win the game fundamentally. But I thought he made some some decent calls in terms of the starting lineup, um, and I thought it was a, it was the progress that Lee talked about. It was a performance again today. Um, it's going to be very it be very interesting to see. Hopefully, we survive this season, and then we've got the summer. I don't I don't see us doing much in January. Um, I would like to have seen as if we were, we would have done it early. I don't see us doing much. That might change dependent on on outs that come out. But I think the summer is a big summer for us and for what Nigel Pearson wants to do in terms of, he talked in his interview, the bodies in the building um, and the type, the type of player that he wants. So that that's going to be an interesting thing to see. So yes, I went seven for Nigel. Yeah, and um, I, I think in the team selection, it was a team that, that was very capable of winning the game. It wasn't overly inexperienced, had a nice blend. Uh, great to see him giving the opportunity to Tommy for, for a half an hour to get on the pitch. And also an element of, by playing Palmer and De Silva that were sort of sat in the bus station and not on the bus, it almost showed that he isn't as stubborn as maybe we thought he might be, if you get what I mean, Lee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think he's being pragmatic at the moment. And there was a couple of articles I read during the week about, um, seems to be a bit of confusion now about Palmer as an example, because there's been this alleged lots yeah, of... Yeah, because everyone's interested in him. Interesting. <laughs> it's almost like, you know, what is it? But I think Palmer, like I've said before, like Tom, they'll always be interested in because it's the well, maybe maybe we're the team that can unlock all of that talent and make him the, and, make, and you know make him a make him in the match winner for us. I, you know, I, I wouldn't stop that wouldn't stop me from 
from uh, trying to get him off the wage bill and, and freeing someone up. And I think what we're starting to see over the last couple of weeks is that you know he's gonna he's gonna use the he's gonna use the academy or you know, the academy graduates, the the, the players that have, that have been in a pretty successful under twenty three side. And you know, as long as you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't bring anybody in on the right as an example for Tanner. I think you know you look at it and go, well, Scott can play there, Viner can play there, maybe even Simpson can play there. I know he's been out of the picture for a while, but you know, I, I just think that we're in that type of situation where you know, will, will, will not replacing George Tanner be the difference between us staying up or not? No, it's not going to be. So I'm probably going to spend my money. If I have got anything to spend or I can bring one lane in, it's probably going to be in another position, probably a striker what, perhaps. I was going to say, what, where would it be, Lee? If, if, and assuming it, it looks like Palmer will go, because there's the, of the interest and if they can get the wages off. I don't know about Jade Silva, I don't know about Naki Well. So assuming that it is Palmer's the only one and that frees up a little bit, yeah, is is a striker where you would go? I think if he's going to play, it comes to systems, doesn't it? I think if he's going to play this three five two, um, which it looks like he he kind of wants to most of the time, then I think you've got to probably bring a bring another striker in. But you know that's easier said than done, isn't it? You know, but you've got you bring you've a got striker me. in. If you're going to bring who, a striker in and score goals in the championship, then um, it's probably not going to move to Bristol City with all uh, due respect with where we are at the moment. So you're either going to be taking a punt on maybe a, I don't know whether there's any sort of Premier League, you know, young strikers a la Tammy Abraham when we did that type of deal. I think even taking a risk on the people you bring up from League One is going to be difficult because if they're if they're if they're doing it at the top end of League One, they probably want to carry on doing it at the top end of League One. Um, what what surprised me, and again, it's only rumours that you hear, but I'm sure I read this week that is it Balogun, the Arsenal youngster they're yeah. talking about going to Middlesbrough and Middlesbrough paying his full £40,000 a week wage and you're like how can any club in the championship afford that because well, they must surely they're all in the same sort of boat as we are because especially, um, especially Steve Gibson because him and John Lansdowne are, uh, Steve Lansdowne are on completely the same page aren't they with the yeah. whole kind of you know managing within your means and you know being self-sufficient and all that type of stuff so you know, it will be interesting to see whether that is the whether that yeah. is uh, the truth or not. Yeah. So, just going back to what you're saying about the strikers. So, at the moment, if we do stick with three-five-two, as you said, Matt, we've got five strikers that are competing for those positions in Vyman, Semenyo, Martin, Conway, and Wells. Arguably Bell as well. Arguably Bell as well, but I think yeah. that'd be more as a as a three if we went to yeah, a yeah. three. Um, yeah, we've said all along we think we should be replacing, you know, Famara Zizou. But if we're just throwing someone else into that mix and not someone who's a starter every week, then there's a question mark. It's it's it's, it's like Lee said. If you can get a, a, and I would be talking about a loan from from this point of view, yeah. um, but if you can get a, a quality loan youngster in, um, and you know we've got quality youngsters, but not it. You know, we're not talking. We're talking about Premier League level. Um, players that have perhaps you know had one or two games, maybe some of the cup. If you can get that in, then then great. If not, um, then you know that's where I would go back and look at that right side and see where you know it might be easier to get a right sided wing back in on lane than it would as a striker, and probably wouldn't cost the money. 
Um, I think midfield-wise, you know, we keep talking about it, but uh, uh, Joe Williams coming back in, and I know there's the argument that goes, why do people talk about Joe Williams? Because he, he hasn't played enough, and he's likely to play two and then be out again for five. <laughs> when we have seen him. But, and that's exactly it. If you, if you can get that right and get his fitness sorted, then you know you've got a really good player. If you've got a James in there and you've got a Backinson, then probably midfield we don't need to worry about. Maybe even left-hand side you know, as, as an option. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a difficult one. And January is always difficult. Um, I, I wouldn't want to see us waste money. I wouldn't want to see us do a Lewis, a Lewis Dione and take a gamble on it. You want one that you know is going to come in um, and would give you that quality. And, and are they out there? Who knows? Okay, two final things. Um, a couple of tweets. Well, I'm just going to read out one from Rob Collins. Um, just arrived home after watching perhaps the best performance of the season and not caring about defeat. Um, sell Casey Palmer. Should go and work for somebody else or start supporting Rovers. We gave Fulham a lesson today and could have scored a hatful. Yes, despite that, we are all still work in progress but just look at how academy players are already dialing into the championship if we can keep these players together i believe we have every chance of building a sustainable club that can challenge in the top half of the championship next season well done everyone in the squad today so yeah it was a squad game today um let's look ahead to, to next week in and fulham um and jeff asked me earlier on how how do we feel going into the Fulham game? And we always give Fulham a good game at Craven Cottage. Uh, and the fact that we've taken them 100 to 115, 105 minutes, I think, today without them scoring a goal, uh, I think it gives us a little bit more optimism for me, Matt, going into the game next week. Well, I'm going up on the train um, with the Barnes family, so I can't wait. Um, oh. It's a ground I love going to, um, as you say, probably because of the record we've got there. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be a big, completely different game. Um, I think Fulham will go strong from the start. Um, when Mitrovic went down at the end, I was thinking, oh, great, he's pulled something. <laughs> but then he seemed to get up, and that, that did seem to be a bit of a ploy for time. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, I would see Wilson, Mitrovic, um, Kearney starting. But then, in the same respect, you'd see Wells coming in. Yeah, let's um, talk about our team. You know, so, yeah, exactly. So, what, so, what changes would you see I'd, coming in? I'd, I'd still go O'Leary and I'd go those three at the back because I thought they were excellent. So, you stick um, with Callas, Atkinson, Pring, and O'Leary. Yeah, I would. Okay. Yep. yep. I would still, because of the options we've got, probably still go with Scott and O'Dowd as the two sort of wide players. Midfield, Masengo, James probably comes in there. Um, I probably would go. Um, Vyman comes in as the Semenyo Martin drops out Wells drops out Ben Arush drops out and I think I've got another player to come in then haven't I um, yeah have I yeah um, but yeah so if, if if that's the right numbers I can't remember if I've, I've taken one out and or added one too many in but I'm confused um, now I need to get me advocate so, out so yeah so <laughs> O'Dowda Scott Still is the eye. So that's the back five, if you like, and, yeah. and O'Leary. And then your three. Up up top, I've got Semenyu and Vyman okay. for Wells and Martin. And then probably actually, do I do I keep Benarus in there? Is that 10? Yeah, maybe I do. Um, right. Are you, are you tracking works. this, Lee? So, right. I think we've got the, the back four. Have I gone 13 there? <laughs> hang, hang on. Right. So we've got Max. Write them down. I, I've got it here. I've got it here. Everyone relax. Everyone take a deep <laughs> breath. Right. So Max O'Leary in goal. Callas, yep. Atkinson and Pring. Yep. Wide players, Scott and Callum O'Dowder. And yep. then who's your three in the middle? 
Masengo, James. Masengo and James, yeah. And probably King on the basis of today. I don't know. Again, if William, if Williams was back fit, then it would be Williams. But I'll So Masengo, go... James, King or Williams. Yeah. And then yeah, who's uh, your two up top? Vyman and Semenya. Got it. Okay, we got there in the end. Do you agree with that, Lee? Yeah, yeah, I think that would be... Um... Thank God for that. <laughs> Joe Williams would be a great... I mean, yeah, he's probably not, is he? Because he's not going to have played. You'd have thought he would have been on the bench today if he's going to I guess my worry with King and James is the legs with with both of them. But maybe King comes in and King does what he did today and that allows James to be a bit more offensive as well. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, brilliant. Well, good stuff. Um, thank you so much to lee for coming on the podcast today and uh explaining all the big words yeah profligate. <laughs> brilliant yeah i remember that i'm not putting that one in again <laughs> and if you can uh, keep it simple for the next few words that would be fantastic um and thanks for everyone for listening and if you haven't done so already please do check out uh the interview that we did a couple of days ago with cam pring um and also a big thanks uh to chris for coming on and talking about the charity event that he's planning in july please do look to get involved with that if you can um he's looking for, he's looking for strikers big c so yeah get on it son for, 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 for uh it's a 24-hour football match and he wants someone for the 2 a.m game if you're up for it <laughs> i said you and niger top yeah <laughs> um and a, a little little uh exclusive uh for for those who who have listened to the other shows on the podcast so we've got the bonus show which you're listening to now robin's reunited which i'm hoping fingers crossed that i've got allison wayne allison and junior bent coming on next week but i'm yet to have oh, confirmation imagine. of that so um, no promises on that but it, it will come um but on the original show the regular show um dom jolly is assigned so uh of trigger happy tv fame and uh so that's now on netflix series one and two so please do watch that to get yourself warmed up for dom jolly's appearance on three peaks in the podcast and uh here he goes hello i was, I was doing it then <laughs> i was trying to tone it bit, yeah <laughs> hello <laughs> which awesome. yeah loved it i was watching it at 1am last night so yeah, yeah. No, it's fantastic. So uh, look, really looking forward to that. I've got so many questions for him. Right. We'll be back for the bonus show after the Fulham games, probably next Sunday. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at 3PIAPC. That's our main distribution channel. Um, and we'll be back soon. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Take care. Take care, guys. Bye.